So welcome. We are so glad you're here. And um, on behalf of Pastor Greg Surratt, he really wanted to be here. Greg, uh, Pastor Greg is the president of ARC, and he also takes a special interest in the global side. So he and I work on the global side directly. And uh, he is always at these events, but because of the uh, hurricane, uh, you know, couldn't quite tell which way Irma uh, was going. It looked like for a little while it was going to be a direct hit on Charleston. And then they just, you couldn't fly in and out of, of Atlanta. And we got, we got trapped in there as well, trying to get out and get over here. So, uh, but he sends his greetings, his love, and uh, just uh, always loves what God is doing. And then also Pastor Dino, he's my boss on a day-to-day basis. And so anyway, we're just so glad uh, you're here. I want to just take um, a few minutes and tell you the ARC part, because I think it always dovetails with what's happening global, globally. And uh, some of you may have heard this. I'll just hit up on the high parts. But you know, your church, and, and I'm, I'm hoping that, that these these, some of these principles and things translate well into your own situation. But um, a church is all about the culture that it has. And you can't just manufacture culture. Culture is really who you are. Yeah. And it translates to that way. So you can say, all right, we're going to be a generous church. But if you're not generous, that's not what the culture is going to be. So, of course, part of it, you've got to find out who am I because I'm leading this church. But um, so the ARC story, and you may have heard part of this, but six guys, six pastors came together 16, almost 17 years ago, and, and they said, let's do a few things well. Now, here's what you need to know, and this is what I think is important. These six pastors did not all necessarily know each other. They had some measure of chemistry, I mean, some measure of connection. A number of them knew Billy Hornsby, who led Ark the first 10 years and then went, be, went to be with the Lord. But these six guys came together and they said, all right, first and foremost, and I, and I hope you get this part because I think that is why you can walk into an Ark conference and feel a certain way. They said, let's make it about relationship. we got to stick together. And here's the way that translates. When you genuinely have relationship, then you believe that you know each other, you know each other's strengths, you know each other's weaknesses, you're not moved by the, by the public self that everybody else may see, you know them privately. One of the greatest compliments that people can give me, and I don't know why, but this just, this excites me, but when somebody who knows me walks up and says, Mike, you really look tired. Now, that doesn't sound like a compliment, but what it means is they know my face well enough to know when I look a certain way. Yeah. And so when they say, you look tired, and I say, oh, I'm okay. No, 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 no. No, no, no. You look tired. Yeah. Have you been taking a day off? Now, see, you could say relationship is about being transparent, but sometimes you don't want to be transparent. You need to be, but, but, but the first reaction is, oh, I'm all right, I'm all right, you know, I've just got to work harder. 
And, and so when they say, you look tired, are you taking a day off? Are you having enough time? Are you and your wife doing okay? How are you doing? That means they are genuinely interested in me. Yeah. And that's what these six guys said. If we're going to start something, it has to be about friendship. And I don't know where you are in the room, but I just want to, I want to challenge you in that to make sure you have people in your life that know when you look tired. Have people in your life that know you, that aren't impressed with the way they are on the outside, and but or how you are publicly. They just know you. They believe in you. They will stand by you. If yeah. you stumble, they'll come along and help you. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just saying, I find people all over the world. We've got a great friend in another country, mm-hmm. and he came to an art conference, and he said, I'll be honest, he says, I'm a hard worker. I'm independent. I'm going to make this thing happen, but I don't have a friend in the ministry. Yeah. I got my family, yeah. but I don't have friends. And now every time we get together, he's around because he said, this is my tribe. So on the, on the relationship side, it means you have to invest in that. Yeah. You can't just say, oh, I'm friends with them, but you have to find time. And so these six guys said, we're going to start getting together. If it's every quarter, every three months, whatever that looks like, we'll go to some conference. It doesn't matter about the sessions. We're just going to go hang out. And that's what made, that was one of the things that made art what it is. Second thing is they said, the church has gotten off track in America. Now, in your country, the church is probably not off track. It's probably all good. But the American church, there were some things that were not great. And they said that we have got to become relevant again. Now, here's the part. The gospel does not change. It's the same powerful gospel it was 2,000 years ago. But people's hearts change. Things move. People, and we started noticing that people in the American church were staying away by the droves. And so they said, why are they not in church? That's a great question to ask in every culture. So if I'm going to plant a church in Seattle or I'm going to plant a church in Jakarta, Indonesia, one of the things I'm going to find is why are they not in church? And then as a church planner, I've got to bridge that gap. You know Jesus would want to do that, right? And the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5 that he gives us the ministry of reconciliation. That, That, hey, God doesn't count your sins against you. He's made a way through the cross. So they said, we have got to get the church. Look, here here are some of the reasons why people were not going to the American church. This was 16 years ago. People said, it's boring. The people aren't friendly. I don't know what's happening to my kids in the back. It's all about the money. So you hear all these things. Not one of those things is a problem with God. Yeah. It's all a problem with the church, the expression of God. Yeah. So they said, can we fix those things? Yeah. If they think it's boring, well, let's don't make it boring. Let's make sure that we translate the gospel, the good news, into, into something that will make sense to them. The third thing, and, and, and this is the last, but they said, we've we got to make sure we're re- relationally connected. Yeah. We've got to make sure we're authentic and, and relevant. And to do that, it means if we're going to be relevant, if we're going to provide a service that connects with the people, we're going to need a team to do it. 
So they said instead of just starting with a Bible study under a tree, or instead of starting with a Bible study in a home, let's build a team so that when we start, we do it well. You know what I'm saying? I'll be honest. I've been in the ministry now 35 years. I went to a church the other day, and the transitions from one part to another were the most awkward I love Jesus, but I'm thinking, oh, I would hate to go to this church. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, a song would end, and then, you know, there'd be about a 20, 30 second pause, and then somebody would get up and he'd ramble. It didn't make any sense. And then every, you could hear people coughing, and then the song leader would do this. And, <laughs> and I'm just thinking, oh, I just want the presence of God. Yeah. I don't, you know what I mean? So they said, let's get this thing relevant. So the third thing and the last thing is they said, what if we came alongside a church planner and believed in them? And we actually helped them. Now, if you're a church planter, hopefully you you have your doctrine down. Hopefully you've learned about ministry, but there is a lot about starting a church that's a challenge. And guys who have never done it before, they say, man, this is a lot. So we say, what if we teach them the practical stuff? Yeah. The nuts and bolts. And what if we put a little money in their hands? Because they got to buy a sound system. We could just say, oh, you need to go live by faith. Well, yes, they do. they got plenty of stuff to live by faith on. But what if we actually put something in their hands? If they, if they, if they need to buy some cribs for the nursery or they need to buy a trailer to haul their stuff back and forth, what if we help them with that? They still have to raise money. They still have to build a team. But could we be generous? Now, I, I just want you to know the reason I'm saying those things is because that is who we are. It is all about relationship. It's all about connecting with people so that their hearts reach, you know, reach for Jesus. And it's all about being generous. So we have only, when, when we started this, we, here's what we said. We're going to plant churches in, the, in America, and, but we're going to make sure those churches give to the world. Yeah. We don't want to plant tight-fisted churches. We won't churches that love the world, that give to, to world missions. But we're going to focus on planting in the U.S. So it was great. And, and we, the first year we planted two churches, second year three, the third year five. I mean, it was just kind of just growth, just small growth. First art conference we had, 35 people. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's about twice as many people as in this room, maybe a little less. Yeah. And they were so excited. There was no world headquarters, but we were what? We were friends. So we're going along. Now this year, I think we'll plant 120, 130 churches. And we have never run out of money in the U.S. Not because... Look, I know America is a wealthy country, but I think it's because we said we're going to invest in this church planter but we're not going to give you the money. We're going to we're going to put that money in your hands, and then once you get going, yeah. take it. We want to give it to the next guy. Yep. So we just keep giving it to the next guy. You plant, great. We'll let you get going. All right, you're strong. Now we're going to give it to the next guy, and it's just multiplying. So here's our global story. We've been minding our own business, just doing what God gave us to do. We have a lane to run in, and some friends from Ireland 
looked at this and they said, I think we can do that. Would you teach us how to start an ark in Ireland? Well, that, it, you know, we, we've never tried to be anything other than just planting churches in the U.S. So we started working with us. Show us your team. Mm-hmm. And we started coaching them on that. Okay? You, I wouldn't do this guy. Do this. You know, we, we, we tried to make sure that they got a strong team together. Well, they did. Now they, they'll have a conference with uh, maybe close to 300 people. Mm-hmm. They're going to plant their first church in January. Yeah. So then Canada comes along, and they said, we think we can do this. Yeah. We'll plant our own churches. We know Canada. You guys don't know Canada, but we need your principles. Yeah. So we'll take your principles, and then we're going to do it in Canada. Canada has already planted 10 or 11, 11 churches, and they have, uh, they have probably 25 partner churches that give to help plant those 11 churches. Did their first conference. Did their first conference yeah. with, uh, what was it, close to 500? 500. 500 people at their first conference. Yeah. Again, the U.S., we had 35, so we were slow. <laughs> Canada's all Canadians blowing it up. <laughs> and so, uh, and then Australia came along. They've planted, Stacy, do you know how many, maybe... Uh, 10, 12 churches in Australia. Now, we're still, we're still kind of Western, but then here comes China. And China said, I think we can do this. And I said, hmm. And they, they have, uh, in China, they have, um, you know, they have the underground church, and then they have the registered uh, church, the three-cell church. But China, the government, is moving so many people into the urban areas where they don't have community. And so some of the underground church has peaked a little bit, has plateaued. And there's a new group of church planters that are urban, they're professional, they love the cities, and the government is allowing them, they're not having to register, the government overall is allowing them to have their church as long as they don't get too big. So they've been looking at how we do it. And well, now they, China, Ark China, has planted 23 churches, which is amazing. Again, we're just here in the U.S. trying to do what God has given us to do. Yeah. And we, we try to help them with their, with their team because this, the hardest part of this whole equation yeah. is not us equipping them. Yeah. It's finding the leadership team. Yeah. And so there's an ARC. We were in South Africa about a month ago, and there's an ARC South Africa. We had maybe, how many was it? 400. Had 400 at their first conference. Again, I'm telling you, the U.S., 25, 35 people. But, I mean, and, and so we've just been amazed at what God is doing. Yep. There is a great guy in... Um, in Pakistan, there's really a, a, some great leaders all over. All so, over Asia. All over, you know. So I'm, I never want to imply like ARC is, ARC is just a small sliver of what God is doing in the earth. We just know our lane to run in. Mm. But there's, a, there's, there's guys in, um, in uh, Pakistan that have taken our principles. They've not formed an ARC officially yet. Uh, same thing in India, not formed in Arquette. Same thing in Mexico. Some great leaders that are just exploring that in Brazil. Mm-hmm. And um, in, in Tokyo, there's some, uh, some great partner relationships. So here's, here's what we see, and then I'm going to kind of wind up and move on. But uh, 
first of all, you have to know, as, as hard as this sounds, uh, we're, not in a, we're not driven by this. We don't have a big map on the wall and say, okay, we got to get to Indonesia, we got to get to Thailand. We love the world. I mean, Stacy, Will, Gail, Greg, Helen, we all, we just, we want the gospel to go forth. But we don't have to be that. There are things, there are great works going on all over the country. Sometimes we just say, hey, we'll just point people to those works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we pray, and when, the, when a team begins to come together, a lot of times we, we want some input because we made, uh, in the early days, there was a couple of guys that didn't know us, and so they were going to take it into a whole different direction. Again, you know, what's important to us is the culture. We want a group that's going to be generous, that's going to be relational, and is going to be relevant. And so if we get somebody that says, hey, I just want to start an art. Well, man, we don't have any relationship with you. Let's stop and get that going first. So if you are in another country and you say, man, I love some of this. Hey, we would love it too. We would love the relationship. The relationship we have is not built on whether there's an organization there. Do you know what I'm saying? The relationship is just built on the relationship. Will and I, and sometimes Stacy will jump on the. We, we'll do sometimes three or four Skype calls a day, and we'll talk. And I, I mean, we were on the phone the other day with a guy from um, uh, Czech Republic, yeah, doing some amazing things. Another day, we were on the phone with a guy from Moldova yeah. that took the grow principles that they're going to teach on tomorrow. He had 150 in his church, and now is he over 1,500 or mm-hmm. something like yeah. that in Moldova. He said, I'd love to form an art. He said, it might be a while before I find a, an official team. We say, hey, well, in the meantime, let's just be friends. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But here's what I would say to you. Regardless, it's, it's, a, it's not about whether you have an art there. We'd love that if, that, if the Lord should open that door. Yeah. But in the meantime, you can do those same three things. Number one, there are pastors in your country that are lonely. So create a place where they can come have relationships. And they don't need to be preached to. When we do it, we don't get in there and preach hard. We just say, hey, let's all be friends. Let's talk about how to help a healthy marriage. Let's talk about healthy church ministry. And uh, look, Will and I were on the phone with a guy the other day, and Will just started asking him a bunch of questions about how's your family doing? What's your kids into? And the guy says, man, I've been to the United States so many times, and I've never had pastor ask me questions like that. Now I want to know how many are you running, how's your attendance, how long you've been. And so that's not anything. We have a corner on. We all can do that. And I'm just saying don't discount those simple questions. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And just say, hey, I want to – I just find when pastors create that – Set a table for that. They'll be drawn to it. Second is the relevant part. Make sure your church is relevant. Learn. Learn not just from... uh, We don't have a corner on the knowledge. We learn from churches all over the world. And so get in that. What, What can I do to... Because at the end of the day, church planters, when they see church being done well, it inspires them. Yep. 
If I looked in your country right now, I would take the total population, and chances are there is 25 to 30% of that population in a church planting age of about 25 to 45. You can have a 50-year-old plant a church, but I'm just saying our average age in the U.S. is 25 to 45. I bet... I bet at least 25% of the population in your country is in that age group. I divide that number by a thousand because I've asked God. I believe that He, I believe that at least one out of every thousand in that age group has a call to plant a church. That may be a stretch, but that's what I'm believing for. That's where my faith is. I wish that it would be one out of every 100 in that age group. But I believe, I bet at least one out of a thousand. They may not know the Lord yet. They may still be in the dark places, like Will, like me, like many of you. And, but God had a call, has a call. So if you create a place where that's relevant, I think they'll come out of the woodwork. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think they'll be drawn to that. Yeah. Can you imagine in your country if all of a sudden you had... 200, 300, 500 church planters. You can't help them all. I mean, in, a, in the United States, we, we have a small, we probably reach, I would say, maybe maybe 5% of them that kind of go through our training. But I tell you what, that's significant. Yeah. yeah. And then the third thing is be generous. You don't, it's not about the amount that you give. If a church planner can come to you and you say, what do you need? Mm-hmm. We say that all the time. We say, what are you, what are you, what are you dreaming about? Yeah. And then we look for some way. I don't care if it's, if it's 50 U.S. dollars, but you put that in their hands, they may take that to the next guy and say, hey, I've already gotten $50. I'm telling you, yeah. that spirit of generosity. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So that is the ARC story. And that's how the global thing... And, and so I would just say it's an honor to have you guys in here. A number of you we know over here, you know, with you guys, Peter back there from Uganda. And, 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 and we just, we're honored. We'd love to hear what God is doing with you. Yeah. And then here's another thing. Will, I know you got a few questions, but at least yeah. let me say this. If you go on our website... Um, there are a group of leaders from around the globe that teach what we call the eight keys to launching. And it's just taking some of the basic principles, how to build a team, how to raise funds, what should your, your, your training look like, and so forth like that. Watch that. And you could take those same things and you could teach that in your, your country. Is that cool? Yeah. Buddy, good. All right. Will, do you want to... So, does anybody have questions right now? If not, we can do a little guided Q&A. Yeah? Um, I had a... Well, there was a... ex-member of... I Compared to your 
Well, I'll be honest. That part I've never heard before, and I'm sure. <laughs> look, yeah. you know, there's all kinds of of questions that people have. Um, we um, we believe in the, the the basic tenets of the Christian faith. Uh, all, everybody adheres to that in art. Um, we encourage them in the early days, the first few months that you're planning a church, not to spend a ton of time um, trying to create your own sermon series. You have to internalize the word. It has to be yours. You don't preach somebody else's word and think it's going to have the same effect. Yeah. But when it comes to the creative part of building sermon series, those first few months... You've got to spend time in the field. You've got to spend time with your leaders. So take a series that you feel is relevant. It might be on the family, and there may be some structure to that family series, and then you make that word your own. Uh, that's the only thing I can think of on that. But for, for the, yeah. the, all of our churches are autonomous, and they, uh, yeah. if, uh, I would say, and then I'll let Will jump in, but I would say it's it's amazing. In 17 years, we've never had a doctrinal issue. And um, and so the cultish thing, we don't even, you know, most of our guys are, are just very empowering leaders to raise up teams. Did yeah. you want anything to add? Well, that? I would say, too, just with that friend, something you might talk with them about is because they probably don't know about the, our church planting process the pre-launch phase before someone is approved to launch we have them fill out an application and part of that application has very um open-ended questions that you know ask you know tell us what you believe about the holy spirit tell us what you believe about jesus christ tell us what you believe about and it goes through all of the major tenets in our doctrine um and, and again they're an autonomous church so you know we don't know exactly what they're doing there's no direct oversight from our office but i would tell you that on the front end we do everything we can to ask those hard yeah. questions yeah anybody anybody else have another question okay well i've got a list of a couple of questions we yeah could we'll, let's do a couple and then we'll give everybody a chance to connect yeah, as well sounds great okay um so these are just in the last couple of years uh being on the team we get a lot of the same questions on these phone calls Michael talks about. So we are um, a lot of times answering those same questions over and over again. So I just thought maybe um, I would let some of these people we've talked to ask questions for you. Um, so the first one we'll go with is just uh, why is it important to build the lead team with local senior pastors versus the U.S. ARC organization just planting churches in other countries? Why do we not just plant churches versus them building their own team yeah. and doing their own version of ARC? And and we would say we don't know how to coach someone in Nigeria. We don't know how to select a Nigerian, who is the right person. We do feel like we have some principles. Weren't, weren't you from... Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, we do feel like we have some principles in how we select and how we train, but we've, uh, we feel like the best case scenario is for a, a, a group of pastors that love their country, that want to get outside of their own church and say, hey, I want to be open-handed and I want to plant churches in our, in our country. So um, very much so. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, a couple of the other ones, these are pretty common, but fundraising is another big one. Um, a lot of guys want to know, what does it look like to raise funds? As an art planter, I'm looking to plant a church in whatever country, fill in the blank. So uh, Michael talked about this. We can't actually directly fund a church planter. 
in another country. We don't operate as a missions organization. We plant missions giving churches here in the U.S. So maybe you could talk about what it just looks like as a church planner. You're looking well, to raise funds. What is that process? Look, again, if, if and I'm speaking to you, you guys that are in, um, in your own country, one of the things that I think is so critical is to find out what does it take to plant a church in your country. We have an amount for what it takes to plant a church in the U.S., and it's large, but it's because it, it's not salary, it's not first-year budget, it's just how much it takes to buy the equipment, how much it takes to buy a trailer to haul the equipment. So every situation is different. In the southeast where we live, there are, uh, <laughs> it's funny, hardly anybody walks yeah. or rides a bike except for recreation. Yeah. Paul Andrew in Manhattan in New York City in Brooklyn, he says he has five people in his church that own a car. When, and so yeah, so yeah. everything's very different. You won't see a sidewalk in Birmingham. Yeah. I mean, it's, no. it's rare. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So every... So some, some countries are very urban, you know, the setting is very urban. And so every situation is different. But it's, in my mind, and I, I was a business major in college, so I've always loved both sides of that. Uh, before I went to Bible school, I, I, I had a business degree. And so what does it take? We always put a dollar amount on it. And then from that, what, what can a church planner do to, do to get that? Can he raise funds? Maybe there's a, a maybe there's a, a missions agency somewhere that, that contributes to that. But I think any time if you're if you're leaders in a country, you've got to define what does it take to plant a church here. Mm-hmm. It could be could be a very small amount. It could be a big amount. But until you know that, then you don't know the gap between yeah. it. Yeah, and I think. What a lot of guys, what we've seen do with that is take some of the budgeting material that we have here in the States and then just translate that into Contextualize that. what that looks like in their culture. So maybe the audio, video, lighting equipment is cheaper. Maybe it's more expensive in their country. Maybe the kids' equipment is cheaper or more expensive. But they just take our budget, look at the line items that we have because it may have stuff on it they haven't thought through as a, a church planner and then just contextualize that for themselves too. So. Um, Ask one more, and yeah, then we'll do, uh, we maybe probably do one more. Let's see. Yes, uh, sir. What about like last time when we were here? A guy from South Africa talked about having Africa. You know, we we actually a few years ago we we addressed could we do it by continent, so to speak. And we just felt like that every, uh, in, in Europe, for example, that was where we first started trying it. And we said there's just so much diversity between Western and Eastern and Southern. The Italians are not necessarily wanting to do anything with the British. And, uh, the language barriers. Yeah, you get language barriers. And so South Africa does have, the, the leadership there has a strong heart for other countries. Yeah. But we do believe, I tell you, you know, uh, one of the countries that I, I, I see um, some great things happening is in Uganda. Yeah. And uh, I really do. And, you know, we're, we're friends with uh, Pastor Gary Skinner and some of the others. And then, um, and then we have a couple of relationships that we've had from, uh, um, from Lagos. And, uh, and so I just... 
I feel like that ultimately, I mean, some of, some of these countries are just so strong that if there is relationships maybe with South Africa or other countries, but it can ultimately stand on its own. And that's what we would love to see. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, go ahead. One of the things that is going on right now in my mind is like, if somebody wants to start an art in their own country, mm-hmm. like how are you going to, I'm not talking about just finances, how are you going to come along for that person start an art there? How to build a team? You have online, you said like, mm. Yeah. Well, and you're from Mumbai, and we have we have a number of leaders we've been talking with in India, one in Bangalore, one in Delhi, one in uh, Chennai, one in uh, Calcutta, one in Mumbai, Mumbai. and um, India has some great works going on. We have a friend who is in Salem in the south, and has probably five thousand churches that he works with. He's not necessarily interested in forming an arc because he has no The problem with India is like, huh, is a, you know, like there's a story like crap. Mm-hmm. Different countries are different crap, taking like exporting, but Indian crabs, they never close the lid mm. because one goes up, the other pulls down. So that is the spirit. But right now, when I came here, I heard about arc. Like they're more kingdom-minded. Mm-hmm. As you're saying about building relationship, building relationship will not happen online, you know. Yeah. I see things online and I learn it doesn't happen like that. See, when I'm here, I experience the anointing that is right now there. Mm. So that somehow I'm able to catch that spirit, that anointing, and understand the values of what you are, have done here. And how it's going to fit with my culture in India, where everybody mindset is just money. Yeah. Okay, I'm speaking like something generally right now that is going on. They are not worried about what is relationship. They'll say, okay, we are getting money, then we are coming. So that's the mentality. Yeah. I understand now here, ARC is functioning in a the relationship way and people mm. needs to be generous so that they build ARC over mm. there and build their own way yeah. so that fund themselves. It's not that ARC America is going to fund them. It's yeah. something that you also yeah. develop. So how are you going to train if somebody is really interested, do that. Well, Bring and that that's... Person in a perspective so that they can work in their own country. And I, I'll be honest, the ones that we have been in relationship with, I really feel like have a different spirit. Yeah. And there, there are some sharp uh, young guys that have just really... I'd love for you to meet some of them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and that's why we just... We, we just see. You know, we can't force that. We can't drive that but I believe as the Holy Spirit breathes on it that's my dream it's just for the Holy Spirit to I mean I look back at these six leaders and I have told this story a gazillion times but I think about those six guys that came together they were at a fishing camp in a rural part of Louisiana and nobody ever expected it to be what it is today but they dreamed. And so I just wonder, that's why I think you may have conversations out in the foyer where you're talking with somebody else and you're dreaming and saying what, you know, and the Holy Spirit is breathing on it. And until that happens, 
we feel like, hey, let's be friends. But we just keep, Will and I, Stacy, we just keep generating these relationships. I'll talk with you offline about it, you know, as, but yeah. I just think, as, I think there's a group that's going to emerge in India that's going to be of a different, they're not going to be driven by some of the things you're talking about. And, um, and I, th- I see that in every country. God always has a remnant that he raises up. Yeah. A generation that says, hey, let's don't just do it a certain way because our grandfathers and our fathers did it. We're going to honor the past, but we're going to see what the Holy Spirit is doing fresh. Let me uh, let me pray for you guys. I'm just hey, I want to I just want to honor you. I would love for you in in, after we pray uh, to just. Yeah. I, we're we're up here, but I'd love for you to connect with each other as well. Yeah. Somebody um, might need a little word, yeah. you know. Uh, but just uh, uh, just just to relationally connect and see what the Lord is doing. Yep. And hey, um, before we pray, one thing: if you guys are interested, we do have an online book. The founder of Ark, Billy Hornsby, wrote a book called Attractional Church a few years back. Um, and we realize for a lot of the global guys, if you're from another country, sometimes it's tough to get those materials um, because we don't ship overseas. Sometimes they're out of print. So we had that book turned into an ebook, and now it's available online. Um, it's just a book that really explains, I think, some of the values that Michael talked about that make art what it is, some of the ideas about you know church that make art what it is. Um, and I think it could be you know a great help to you as well. So if you want that, um, I can get that to you. Just email me. My email is simple. It's just will at arcchurches.com. So it's also on the website if you forget. So just, just know that it's, you it's have my free. Email. Yep. So uh, they ask us to bring 100 books with us to South Africa. And um, I could see Will and I acting like we're tourists going into South Africa with 100 books. <laughs> <laughs> All of the same the book. The e-book you know. was helpful. The e-book was helpful, but it is free. And he can get that to you. Will at arcchurches.com. ARC Churches has a bunch of C's in it. So don't leave one of the C's out or yeah. it'll go into Never Never Land. That's all right. right. Um, I always dreamed of a simple URL and I never got that dream fulfilled. So anyway, <laughs> I have to spell it everywhere I go. So anyway, um, look, there's some, uh, every one of you are, uh, are, are strong leaders. And I believe God has a unique place for us. I, I told the Lord when I got saved when I was 21, I said, Lord, let me do something significant for the kingdom. I don't care if it's in my prayer closet. I just want to do something to move the ball down the field. Yeah. And so I, I believe that he has every one of us here for a purpose. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's hearing one thing spoken in a main session, but in the ARC world, it's not just in the main session. It's what happens in the foyers. Yeah. And just so when you're having a cup of coffee, you're talking with somebody, it may be the Lord's just giving you. I I also say, and I'm going to pray, but I also say a lot of times we'll know about 70 or 80 percent of what we need to know. Who knows? I'm not trying to put a number on that. But somebody can come up with one idea that you say, man, yep. I could do that. Yep. And it can, so let me pray for you. Father God, I thank you for every person in this room. I honor them, Lord. I honor them. Yeah. 
God, I sense that there are people in this room that have just given years and years for the kingdom. They've sacrificed. And uh, so, Lord, I, I pray that they would sense those words that Jesus heard uh, when He was baptized. This is my son. This is my daughter. I'm well pleased. I'm proud of you. And God, I thank you. And so, God, I pray your grace and your blessing on their work. I, I pray your your blessing on our uh, on our efforts, the seeds that have been sown, Lord God, the tears that have been uh, shed, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, that they that that those prayers, not one of them, has fallen to the ground, but God, that you are bringing these things to pass. Those things which concern us, those things which are in your heart, God, have been in our hearts, and I thank you. So, Lord God, we pray, we pray that in every country, whether it's an official ark or whether it's just a group of friends that are open-handed towards church planters and towards pastors, God, let those things emerge. Let the pastors in every one of the countries represented here find friends Mm -hmm. and find a place where people love them and believe in them. And so, God, thank you. Thanks for a great time together. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks so much, guys. Yeah.